difficult, 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 women. Hi. Hello. Welcome to your own home. Or your car. Or your car. Or Welcome to your ears, your own ears. Welcome to your brain. Yeah, this is Marie. I'm a Katie. This is the Difficult Women Podcast. When our powers combine, you get this mediocre podcast no, it's a very good podcast it's a very very good podcast we are excellent we are excellent it's excellent to be here again we're in the same room you guys this is incredible but very far apart yep about six feet i would say yeah one tallish man's length apart from each other that's how i think about it <laughs> six feet one pretty tall guys one very short swedish guys uh distance apart oh <laughs> swedish guys very tall. I th- Am I, is that racist did i just say yeah maybe no i think i think uh we're one turkey vulture away from each other or With at least wings the wingspan span. yeah mm-hmm. i saw a sign for that i was like huh that's one way to do it, I don't know to do it. <laughs> i'll take it i'll take it i haven't seen a turkey vulture but i can imagine yes the wingspan of six feet being like, do not get this close. <laughs> One small pterodactyl apart. Oh, see, now we're talking. There we go. Anyway, what are we talking about? I don't know, you guys. <laughs> Welcome. Hello. My God, how has your week been? So great. Uh, I don't know. The news. This, is, okay. th- this week, we're going to do like a news roundup. Yes, because be I like think we little. both just need a second to digest what has happened in the news this week it's been very complicated it's been very complicated and I did I admit I had a really rough night one night of just you know just reading the news Mm -hmm. and watching all the video footage that's taking place in Portland and just reading about what possibly could come in the future if we have a dictator and all this stuff and so I couldn't sleep but instead of just reeling I I got in my car because I have a car now in New York City oh my god it's terrifying but I drove out (laughs) to Brighton Beach and I went swimming and it just being off my phone and not focusing and just being in nature breathing and understanding that this is the moment and it will change it will pass but we have to fucking fight <laughs> gotta get through it first and get yeah. through it yeah but so that's that was my week of just you. like trying to be aware but also like taking taking care of myself oh and i have something really crazy to tell you not oh, crazy god what I've is really it? <laughs> some big news okay I have yes. to thank you oh um, and my accountability group, because I have a group oh. of friends that help me with art and stuff. But I have my very first therapy appointment tomorrow. Yay! <laughs> That's very exciting. I'm so nervous. It's okay. You started to be like a little nervous. I talked to her on the phone and I was really nervous just for that first interaction. But our vibe really worked. I told her I thought we were vibing really well. That's great. Um and she seems she's older than I am. That was my only request because right. a friend of mine was trying to help me find somebody within my insurance, mm-hmm. too. And she's older and we're just going to do it virtually because obviously. That's perfect. Uh, so and it's 50 minute session. Great. Perfect. So I don't know. I think it's great. Yeah. And the first one, it will be it'll be a little like, oh, where do I begin? But you'll she'll right. just be like, tell me about yourself and what what made you want to call me? <laughs> You know, yeah. and then you will just go from there. <laughs> I was, I told her I want my groove back. <laughs> Have you yeah, seen that movie? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, no. <laughs> uh, Marie got her groove back. It was a very yeah. famous movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically. She did ask me, why do you, why do you want a therapist? Right, and right. I, I struggled with that of, you sure. know, I feel broken. <laughs> right. No, but that wasn't My life answer. is falling apart or whatever yeah, you want to yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> no. 
No, it's not. Your life is not. I mean, everybody's life is falling <laughs> apart. Everybody's but life that's, is- that in itself is a good reason to see a therapist. Is right. Everything is very stressful right now. Yeah. So and great. I've been turning to my friends and my, especially my poor mother, I call her every day now and like, and talk to her about stuff. But I think it's really important for me personally, who have, has for years been against therapy. I mean, yeah. we've talked oh, about yes. this and yeah. that I'm just like, no, I'm better than that. I don't need that. I got my mother. But no, you know, there comes a time where, you know, mom doesn't have all the answers. And so I'm I'm looking forward to this. So. And the truth is, like, your therapist won't have the answers. You have the answers. But you have to be with somebody who can point you that way. And your mom whether she knows it or not or likes it or not, she has ulterior motives too because right. she's your mother. Right. And that's normal. And every mother has right. that. It's not biased. your mother. It's every mother's bias. Yeah. So you need to just be able to have somebody who's totally not biased. Mm-hmm. So you can really look at yourself without being in, in, in having any kind of interference from a friend or a mother's mm-hmm. perspective or anybody else's perspective. So it's, I'm excited for you. What yeah. a journey. What a journey. It's going to be know. great. Ooh. So, but I have to thank you because you've been a huge advocate for it. So. Love therapy. Yeah. Therapy. I was going to say I'm a therapy baby, but that sounds weird. Like I was born <laughs> into therapy. I was not. I didn't start going until later, but I love it. It's been great. Well, how was your week? God, can I, if I can make one request of everybody on this planet is to <laughs> not park in the bike lane. Don't park in the bike oh, lane. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I know. Cannot. I've been riding my bike to work, to and from work, and I just cannot. I don't understand. <laughs> Today, coming over here with my bike, there was a guy parked in the bike lane, and then the whole entire street is totally open for double parking. You can double park anywhere else you want to double park. Right. It's already double parked on this side. Somebody decided to double park directly across from the other guy that was double parked. On this whole empty oh, street. Great. So Perfect. then it's like all the traffic and it's all just the, trying to up, and all the yeah. bikes and everybody just trying to get through there. I'm like, how come on guys? Come on. Well, I was riding yesterday in the bike lane and there was a guy in front of me and we're riding along. Everything's groovy. And all of a sudden the bike lane ends and it's a bus lane and the bus is coming straight towards us. <laughs> And I, mean, that. I have no idea, but it literally God. is just a gap in the bike lane for the bus to like come and f- collide with your face. That is the it was dumbest design. The most terrifying. No, that's terrible. Thing. That's terrible. Isn't that? Yeah. Yeah. We need like a. I have a friend who actually just moved to Nashville and she's like in, in getting oh, right. into urban planning. And we need to have her come back and redo the bike lanes here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really do think that New York is going to become a super bike town after I, all that. That would be great. We should be. We yeah. might as well. I mean, we, we're not, we, we, we have a lot of bikers. We just don't, we can't bike safely. <laughs> no. And I also have questions for the electronic bikes and the small scooters and motorcycles oh, yeah. that are all of a sudden why in the bike that, lanes. Why are they in the bike lanes? Yeah. It's not. Uh, the other thing about the scooters <laughs> is it makes me mad. This is a bike podcast. Yeah. <laughs> just just <like laughs> bitch about bikes. It makes me mad because my bike is, it's supposed to be a three speed. I've told you this before. But right. it only. It's like an oh, antique. It's it's from like right? 1965. Oh, it's this old bike Jeez. and it um it is supposed to be three speed but really it's only one speed and it's only the hard speed but so like oh, i'm God. always I like not imagine just pumping around and there's this girl today that kept like passing me and then i'd get mad at her so i'd pass her but she definitely had she had a fancy ass bike and i was like get out of here with your nice bike let me just let me be pumping over here okay just let me just give me this one thing just give me this come on thing yeah Hmm. Anyway, bikes. Go bikes. Go bikes. You know where you probably can't buy a bike. You get the opposite of a bike. You get some, something to ride. Absolutely something to ride. Thank you. That was genius. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Take it away. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. 
Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter offer code HORIO at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six free spicy movies. Ooh. Plus, free shipping. That's HORIO, W-H-O-R-E-O, HORIO at adamandeve.com. Dun, 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 this just in this week was terrible that's my news oh my god i'm kind of excited about this episode though because there's just so what's what i think is kind of cool about what's going on right now even though it's like horrible and terrifying is it's very nuanced yes and and, and everybody wants to sp- we're living in a time right now especially i think where everyone wants to spin things really black and white mm-hmm. but things are so nuanced and right. like it really is forcing I mean, you either you don't have to think about it if you don't want to, but if you really want to like unpack these things, you really have to go deep. And I that makes me excited. Yes. But also on the other side of it is that there's so many opinions because we have Twitter and Instagram and right. just so many platforms of and people are able to to now more than ever to stand up on a platform and say, I believe this or I believe this or I think this, I'm speculating this and whatever. So that's anyway, a good point too. Yeah. And yeah. I think that there's a difference too and we're definitely living in a world where people say this is the answer mm-hmm. and then everybody has a different opinion when really probably what we should be doing is saying these things are complicated not one person's going to have the answer so why don't mm-hmm. we listen to all these different perspectives instead. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm more interested in yes. versus saying like you're wrong. Who's ra- you're yeah. right. You're wrong. Yeah. I think that's- If you park in the bike lane you're wrong. But other than that <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so, so let's get into it. Where so the we first begin? thing I want to start with the naked Athena. Yes, the Portland Athena. The Portland naked woman so that graced graced us the all. Streets of Portland. Yes. Uh, so this came up, and the reason we decided to do this podcast is because I, po- so full disclosure, we'll just tell a little mm-hmm. behind the scenes. I posted a Woman Crush Wednesday of that photo, and then um, Marie commented on that photo that she was like this smacks of white privilege to me and I was like we need to have a podcast (laughs) because it's (laughs) so complicated I think that this is where I don't like I don't think it's that black and white and this particular story to me is so there's so many twists and turns to like unpacking Mm -hmm. it one of the first of which is that this particular woman is well the story maybe we should say what the story is before tell the story and then i want to ask tell the story and then after you finish the story i want to ask you a question absolutely um so the story is that this uh the the protests were happening the federal agents if you do not know federal agents which means that the trump has sent agents in to portland to stop the protesters and what they have done is they have come in and in unmarked vehicles in full military gear which can be purchased on amazon by the way so anyone can <gasps> kind of just dress up like a federal agent and throw you into that van is, that is because that, they're not identifying oh themselves God. they're not they're not saying i'm an agent whatever right they're just grabbing oh random God. people off the streets some of which who are not even protesting by the way right just living their lives they're just randomly grabbing people and throwing them into unmarked vans and then detaining them and not explaining why so they're not getting their miranda rights when they're being detained mm-hmm. and um then 
people are mostly getting released. But there's been some. I don't know. No one's died yet. But, but there um, were people missing for days. Yes, but people have been. They'll Could be you missing. imagine us going to a protest, a peaceful protest, mind you, if we were at something like that, and then all of a sudden you 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 disappear for three fucking days? Are you no, kidding? It's horrifying. Me? And people have definitely gotten. They're not getting fed. They're not getting water. Right. So they're definitely not being. And they're not um, getting answers when they ask. Like, what am I here answers. for? And I will. I I have to say just on the side note that these protests are peaceful. But if even if they were not peaceful, right, it is, is illegal not, right. to grab someone off the street, not announce who you are, throw them in an unmarked van, not be read your rights, and then detain them for no and not give a reason why they're being detained. All of that is illegal, mm-hmm. even if you are committing a crime. So already there's just like so many things wrong with this. Didn't Portland now they have a restraining order against fed the federal I think agents? That they just I, I'm like a little behind in some of this news, but I did see something along those lines. Uh-huh. So I don't ACLU, know exactly. Yeah, yes, the ACLU something. has been fighting this right. really hard with right. every ounce that they have because this is really what the ACLU is for. Right. So, um, so anyway, back to the Athena woman. She um, then. In the middle of the night, like 1.30 in the morning, the protests are still going on. There's these federal agents kind of at a standoff with these other protesters. And out of nowhere, this naked woman, she was wearing a mask, though. Which I know, I, I love thought that. Was And great. a cute little baby. And a little baby. <laughs> and she comes out, and she's totally naked. And then she sits in between the the federal you know, federal agents, agents mm-hmm. and the protesters mm-hmm. with her legs akimbo <laughs> and um I, I, from what i understand there's not video footage that i could find so this is all kind of like i watched a full video oh, there, there is, is a full, video yeah i would full, like to see the video yeah so anyway from what i understand another protester came to sort of shield her and then mm-hmm. she walked around that person mm-hmm. and sat back down again there was some reports originally that she was not shot at that because she was like a, a white they it was assumed she was white and because she was white that nobody shot at her mm-hmm. which was untrue it turns out they were shooting at her she got shot in the foot a couple of times and they were attacking her basically uh and then but here's the part of the story that like this is what is different to me number one she's still um unnamed mm-hmm. so she's still anonymous which i think mean to me that's a really big part of that story the second thing about it is that they left right yeah they backed away she they they after 10 minutes of or 15 i guess she was in the area it's doing her thing for 15 minutes and then they left and then they left yeah so that to me is the one of the most important parts of this too so here's my question yes so the first thing i saw was that picture of that powerful picture of this woman with her legs open towards all men. You right, see, right. I mean, you, I can't like, I'm speculating because I can't confirm that they're all men, sure, but, but I'm assuming. Certainly primarily men. Right. 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 All the federal agents all dressed up in their fancy little, you know, costumes. Or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, think that's yeah, how they go yeah, by. Costumes. <laughs> their costumes for well, the they, show. Yeah. Um, but that image, how did that image make you feel? What was the first thing you thought of when you saw that that image? So this is the other thing that I love about this whole thing. I also want to mention some people were saying I saw people were saying that like this was staged and that that guy knew her and he mm-hmm. like followed her out and he took the picture. He actually is um, he's a wedding photographer in Portland and he'd been going out to the protests for a couple of days just taking pictures. He said a lot of the photos he'd been taking were just like literally like he'd be getting shot at mm. so he'd like have his like camera at his hip facing the 
the agents as he's like running away. So he posted at the time he had two little like carousels of pictures on Instagram mm. and it was by far mostly pictures of just like the agents like shooting and the guns firing and they were cool pictures. And then tucked away in the middle of these photos just happened to be that Athena picture, which he didn't think much about. I think he thought it was a cool picture, but it wasn't like the one he chose to show off on his Instagram. It was like the fifth one in or something. And then the New York Times found it when they were like looking for pictures for pro protest pictures mm. and they contacted him and they said, can we use this? So they were the ones that like discovered the picture. It wasn't mm -hmm. like he came with her, like he didn't mm -hmm. know who she was. So I just want to clarify that too. Right. Um, and then the question is, how does it make me feel? I mean, I, my first sort of thought was like, she crazy. <laughs> like that's like a, <laughs> that's crazy, you know? Um, but I also thought like, to me, Part of it is you have to kind of know what the story is. Right. And when I heard that sh they left, mm -hmm. I was like, this is fucking incredible. Mm. This is just so fucking incredible. Um, that was my first thought after I kind of knew what was going on there. Mm. And I didn't really think much of... I was aware that it was a white woman mm -hmm. or a white presenting... This is the other thing about it. So if things aren't like complicated enough, she then apparently, according to someone that knows her or some other protesters that know her, they say yeah. that she's a, a person of color, but white presenting and not black. Mm -hmm. So I don't, we don't know specifically what, and she certainly looks white presenting from the back at least. Mm -hmm. So that is definitely an element in all of this. Um, I was like aware she was white and mm -hmm. that that's like, mm -hmm questionable to some degree but the power of that like image was so strong to me that I was like you know should this be the image that we then take with us the the singular image that we say black lives matter movement <laughs> no of course not right. she's a white woman like of course not but I think to me what it was about again this is through the lens of a white woman too I'm a white right. woman to me partly what it was about was the feds had come in mm. and like it was more about it wasn't like just the regular people keep being like oh the police the police I'm like this isn't the police mm -hmm. we're not talking about the police this wasn't just like this didn't just happen at a regular you know protest this happened like in the middle of these mm -hmm. this fed takeover but that's not even i mean i have more to say about this yeah what was your first impression white privilege well when i saw it number one i thought pussy power like the power of the pussy right that was yeah seeing these men and i only saw the image so if i i mean i think that image as a photographer whoever took that picture um whether it's staged or whatever the fuck was going on that is a moment like we should always celebrate art no matter oh, what sure. yeah, we should always yeah. like you know um there's so many stories behind photographs whatever it's a moment in time that was captured and like and it should be celebrated so number one I think that when I first saw that I was like I hope that goes in a museum someday because that is a very powerful photograph no matter what the circumstances are this is a moment in time in July in 2020 what we're experiencing but then I got I started just really like just looking at it and observing it and thinking and read it and you know you start reading like what the fuck it's the story is and the way I think it was like LA the LA Times uh the way that the media 
talked about it was like through the tear gas an apparition appeared and it was this woman and the men shaking in their army boots backed away and you know and that then I started reading the story and how that the media was portraying the story it made me so sad Mm -hmm. it really made me sad because I immediately thought if this was a black woman what would the outcome have been sure and also is this and I don't know the answer to this right but is this Helping the cause or hindering it? Because the reason people are protesting in Portland, which is 70% white, which we have to remember Portland is predominantly white people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, is, is is this upstaging the actual Black Lives Matter cause or or is it helping it or hindering it? So is it a jeer is, or a jeer? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, totally, what is it? And I don't like, I think that we'll never have an answer to this. This is what I like love about this is that I think it's very this is a complex thing because on the one, and I'm going to sort of play devil's, ab- I'm not devil's advocate. I'm just, I have so many different opinions about it mm-hmm. myself internally. Mm-hmm. One of which is here's a strike against her in that act. One of the big, the, probably the biggest strike against her is that the conversation, we need to keep the conversation on protecting black lives. Right. That we all have of a sudden to we're keep, not, I mean, we're having a podcast right 100%. now not talking about black lives matter. You well, know, I mean, I mean I th- but we are, but we're, we're talking about where, cause I think, but I think this, we have to have this conversation too, mm-hmm. because on the one hand, does it, does it shift the conversation away? Yes, that is a problem. We cannot allow that. We have to continue to have that conversation. So, but it doesn't mean having this conversation is mutually exclusive to having that conversation. Mm-hmm. So we can have both. Did the LA times do this sensational story about it? Yeah. That was fucked up. Like I but think that, a, that and, and a lot everyone, of everyone, I mean, every media cover you Google naked Athena and it is all, there's a lot of these. There's so yeah. much about this woman using her, her body and her, you know, just her, just her, um, gravitas or whatever to like make them back away. Right. So two things about that. It it would be interesting to know what would have happened if it had been a black woman. We don't really know, but it would have we our guess is that it shouldn't it wouldn't have been painted quite so um savior like. I mean, there's right? a woman in 2014 that stood with a dress on. Right. Doing the exact same thing, a black woman, and she was forced to the ground and arrested. So like the same right. scenario. Totally. So this is then where I start to wonder like, okay, what if if we know or we're quite sure mm-hmm. that a, if a black woman was to go out and do something like that, that this Athena woman, the white presenting woman did that um, and be killed or arrested. If you have a white body doing it to, to instead, mm-hmm. they she got them to leave. Mm-hmm. She did the thing that they were trying to get him to do. Mm-hmm. And it was, so I, I guess, and again, I don't have a question for, I don't have an answer for this. And I'm not sure how I feel about this either. But I do wonder about like, what is then, uh, where's the space for white bodies then to like stand in front of these black bodies mm-hmm. to protect them and do the things that we know at this moment, black people are not able to do without getting murdered. Right. That's my question. So mm-hmm. now this is a what she did is so extreme because it's like it was sensational in the sense that right. she's like naked and stuff. 
But it was also incredibly powerful because mm-hmm. of all those things. And if she had just sort of stood there, they wouldn't have left. You know what I mean? Like that just wouldn't have, it just would have been a different story. Um, there's a really, really good article in the New York Times that just came out like a day ago, mm-hmm. at, written by a black woman who grew up in Portland. And the, I loved sort of how she framed it too, because she's now I've been sort of supporting this idea of like, well, maybe the Athena person is a good thing. And she kind of comes in and says like, well, here are the things that I, and even she doesn't have an answer. Mm -hmm. She's grappling with these things too. But at the end of the article, she says, um, you know, in front of my high school or a friend's high school that was a primarily black high school, uh, there was images of this Thomas Jefferson statue being torn down. And she goes, I walked past that statue just countless times. And Never once did it occur to me that I could mm. tear that statue mm-hmm. down. And the truth is, as a black person, she could not. Mm. She could, if she had torn that statue down, that would have been, she'd, she could have been shot immediately. Mm-hmm. But it takes a group of white people to tear it down. So then the question becomes, do we not tear it down? Unless we let a black people do it. But if black people do it, they get shot and they can't do it. So like, do you see like how there's mm-hmm. this like conundrum here? And that's, it's a very like, uh, we are tap dancing around a very fine line of like, where does white, and she says it in the article too, where does white allyship become taking over the narrative? Mm-hmm. And where does it, where is it where we really need your body to do this for mm-hmm. us? Because we, because I'm saying we as if I'm black, but because the black pe- person cannot do these yeah. things. Well, I mean, I'm sure you've seen the videos of the white people in the very violent protests here, even in New York City, when I was in Nashville, I was watching all this footage of like very brave white women that I saw in the video putting themselves as barriers between yeah. them and the police and the black people. So like that I can get behind. Yeah. With this particular thing, again, like I think it's art, sure. Like is it was it performance art? Was it state? Was it whatever? Like we'll never know because she's she's anonymous and not an, which you know. I think is great. By the which way, which is great. I love very that, smart. Like, that's love it. But it's not even smart. I think it's like it well, makes, but she's it, not. It is smart because she's not making it about her. That, it's, that's what I mean. It's like it, it makes it possible for us to have this conversation, right? Because if she were to come out and say like, "Well, I did it because of you know, right. I like, wanted like to get this more is what likes the on Instagram." Is. Yeah, it would right. be like, then I would be like, well, fuck that girl. Like, it would just be so easy to right. just write it off. But because we don't know. But I, like, I love, love it that, that it's up for interpretation. Totally. So, like, there's no answers. Totally. You know, even even her, them, um, they, a friend has been quoted saying that she is a, an actual Asian woman, um, a light-skinned Asian woman. But then even other articles were like, yeah, but if everything is anonymous and we don't know who this person is, who is this friend and where did they talk to this friend and who, like, what, you know, so it's like a lot of... Un- but you like know that. what I think is a more interesting conversation? We can definitely be like, she's lying. She's not lying. She is white. I know, she's I not mean, No, no. I'm not saying you're doing that. Mm-hmm. But I think people definitely are doing that online. Right. I think a more interesting question, uh, conversation to have would be, what is whiteness? Mm. Because I think that part of, and I don't have an answer to this either. But this is, so like, if she had been a, a person of color, but if she had been, if she had been biracial and black, let's say specifically. Mm-hmm. Of course, now we're just in hypothetical land. But if she had been black and biracial, but very white presenting, what is that? What kind of a narrative does that make it, right? right. If she had, if she is Asian and, um, you know, white presenting Asian, what does that story tell? Right. If she, and here's another question that I have, because then I just, 
she is also very attractive. At least her body yeah, is my- very, and she's very young. Right. What if she had been an overweight woman in her tw- at 25? That's immediately what I what thought would, of. What would that be? Right. What, I was what like, if she was an elderly woman? What if she was transgender? What if she was transgender? I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, but exactly. That, but I don't think that that's a, um, to me, that's just an interesting if we're going to say she used her white privilege, I would say 100% she did. Mm-hmm. I'm not denying right. that she used her privilege. She used, but she used her age privilege. She used her body appearance privilege. She used her white privilege. And she did. She got something accomplished. That's where I'm like, that's where I get stuck on this. And it's not so easy for me to say like, oh, white privilege. Because I'm like, she actually did something really cool in that moment that was helpful kind of. Because mm-hmm. it actually like physically got them to stop and go. Well, it is amazing that because so I mean, is how it many the days right time of, or is it the right? I don't know that I'm not. Sure well, about apparently that. with that night too, the police, the police were there and the federal agents apparently because in one video the police are there They're clearing doing, the streets mm-hmm. and stuff. But um, it sounded like they were herding these protesters into a particular spot, which they really like to trap them, right. sort of thing. Right. So, so in a way, like they. They were, they're trapped. And so for this person, this naked Athena to appear and then get them to back away. With like, her naked body. I mean, that's the other part of this. It wasn't just like she had a gun and was like, get a whack. You right. Know, she like sat there naked. Well, the video is so, I guess the video I'm came out video. a couple days ago. And it really does. I mean, it kind of shows this woman coming out of nowhere. And there's, and to be honest, I mean, just from the video, there's not that many people around. Sure. But, <laughs> but still. still. But, um. But then there was a man who was like trying to shield her and right, they do show right. footage of that. And then she's like, get like, out of here. But the big thing is that she remained silent the whole time. And, and the media is trying to say that she did ballet po- poses no. or that um, she had been shot in the foot. And so that's why she was off her feet. But when you watch the video, it's very obvious that like she is posing. posing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like but it's like a goddess, a Greek goddess yeah. who poses or something. Um and that they were shooting, they were shooting things all all around until, I mean, they did stop. So that's very powerful. But I mean, I, I the reason why we're having this is, is this conversation is because um, I, I saw the image, I re- read the story, I watched the videos, and then you did post that picture. And I was like, damn it. I don't know. I did have questions of like, do I support this image on our platform? Because I'm grappling with what it means to me. And I'm glad, I mean, I'm glad you did. I, I understand why you did. But I think that it is important to, it, I, it really still does scream white privilege, even learning that she is a person of color. She's like, you know, identifying yeah. with light skin. Um, well, I feel like the place where I feel like I made a mistake is, and I'm very very willing to admit this I don't regret posting that image and I think that that image is really important for so many reasons what I regret was that prior to that I never posted a woman crush Wednesday because a woman crush Wednesday post I hadn't posted a woman crush Wednesday post of a black protester bravely standing up to the police Mm -hmm. that's what I regret isn't that I posted this one it's that I only posted that one Mm -hmm. and I would like to post I mean it's a I will fully admit that it's a little too little too late on my part because I I fucked up in that I saw that image and chose that one and and for whatever reason even though I am moved by these other ones Mm -hmm. I didn't choose that one another one you know so that is on me and that is definitely my white lens for sure seeing that I think so I'm definitely willing to admit that wrong um but it was also interesting I mean I too immediately when I saw it I was like oh this is 
this has difficult women branding all over it. Right, like, right. this is incredible. But, but I mean, I think that because of our podcast, we've been really trying to like not take things at first glance. And so like really doing the yeah. re- due diligence and understanding. And so that's when I started diving in. And then that is when I started having these feelings of like, man, this is kind of gross. And it's it's been interesting too. Like I posted a little thing on my personal Instagram and other friends, all other white women kind of saying how they were feeling about it as well. And it's just like, we don't know the real story. So like we're all just speculating at this point. Yeah. But somebody one of the first comments I got was like they're glorifying this and making it revolutionary but what if this person had been black and totally but also I mean for me specifically it's like you know a person who has struggled with weight and dieting and blah it's like all I saw like a beautiful white skinny skinny woman so like I mean there's a lot I again I'm glad it happened I'm glad we're having this conversation yeah me too um and that's what makes fucking America great and free. And um, I think, you know, what she did was really powerful. And but people but I do think that it's worth talking about. And I'm glad that we are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that I'm I'm it is not I, I, I did not go into that picture looking at it being like, perfect, this woman is whatever. No, it's not no. that. Yeah, it's but I think the thing the reason why I posted it then when I chose to actually post it as opposed to just like looking at it and having a feeling was that I when I when I saw the picture, I was on some sort of a thing that had all these comments. Oh, I know. It was on the other Instagram post that I reposted it from. And it was like, what do you, how does this picture make you feel? And I'm, yeah. And, and you, when I read, mm-hmm. I was reading through people's things and I was so disheartened by people's responses. Oh, what were they saying? So this, and, and I want to just preface this by saying that let's remind ourselves again that, um, one of the problems with this photo is that it does take us away from having the conversation about Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. and that's clearly problematic. But what, from, from a feminist perspective, what stood out to me was that so many women were commenting, saying, like, this, this woman is disgusting. Mm. She's using her body in a disgusting way. Uh, this is sexual assault because she's naked in front of people that don't want to see her naked. And that made me think about sexual assault. And I was like, well, what is... Sex, to me, sexual assault, like when you um, when you like whip your dick out in front of somebody, right? And then we were like, well, that's sexual assault. It's for me, it's about intent, right? Mm-hmm. So like when when somebody's sexually aroused and trying to do some sort of sexual thing with somebody, and then they take their clothes off, that's sexual assault. Mm-hmm. If there's a man and he's your boss mm-hmm. and he's older than you, and you're kind of at his mercy and you're at a meeting with him and then all of a sudden his pants catch on fire and he has to take his pants off that's not sexual assault right. you know what i mean like it doesn't matter well, who said the fire not <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's on his loins are on fire for you as an intern but i mean i'm just saying that like right. those so right. like right. context is everything right and to me that that was like where people's conversations were going that she was sexually assaulting these mm. police officers so i was interesting. like i was like you are totally fucking with like we are born naked Mm -hmm. so are we sexually assaulting the doctors when we're born (laughs) i mean i don't understand like there's got to be a limit to and those are very liberal with people making these comments right this Mm -hmm. super super hyper aware like well exposing yourself to sexual assault so that she is just doing the same thing that men do all the time is she is that really what's going on mm-hmm. here? So I think part of what like drove me to post it 
was those conversations right. that I was seeing too, right. which is also cl- f- totally a contextual thing too, from my perspective, and also and 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 myopic in that I wasn't necessarily thinking about like again changing the narrative. Mm-hmm. I was thinking more about like this narrative is th- that they're trying to tell me about the sexual assault shit. I'm like that is unacceptable, mm-hmm. you know, and that is not what this is about. Well, I fell down a wormhole of protesting be protesting as a naked human being has been a thing for a very long time probably since the dawn of protest and so much so that in portland they actually have some sort of law that you can protest naked without being arrested it you can be naked protesting as long as you're not in a sexual act or sexually advancing something you know i mean they have intent intent Yeah. yeah So, and, but you also can't do it in state parks or something. It's some, some sort of like, they do have it as a law that you can protest, protest naked. I believe you can protest or you can be topless here and I don't know what that is. Well, you can be topless and walk around in New York City. I mean, duh, every day. All the time. That's how I got here. I'm (laughs) just (laughs) like, get out of my way. Ding, ding. But it did make me stop it. So I started looking all these people pictures of in the 70s people protesting naked and how did that make me feel and would I ever protest naked would you protest naked if I thought it was gonna like serve the purpose Mm -hmm. sure if I was if I didn't then no and again if this woman had come out done her thing and then nothing had changed Mm -hmm. I think I would feel totally different about it Mm -hmm. I think I wouldn't be so quick not quick but I wouldn't be so um supportive (laughs) like I think I'd be like oh that's interesting or that's cool of that she did that or 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 you know whatever but there's something to me what is so interesting to me about it is that those 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 whatever federal agents were so like confused and confounded by or just didn't know what the next step to take was or whatever I don't know what was going on the other one of the other first things I thought when I saw it was witchcraft and I like love that yes you know what I mean yes like that's one thing that I did also just really like identify with that well people are comparing her to like Joan of Arc or Lady Godiva yeah um, who rode on a horse naked yeah but like I don't I don't like the comparison of Joan of Arc because Joan of Arc very much sacrificed her body for her country right 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 right. in in her life this woman just came out and was naked for a little bit you know what i mean and like and she could but she also was at risk she put herself at risk for sure right well of course they had to i so i went to like you know the other side and they were commenting about her 70s bush and her her armpit hair was glistening in the moonlight and i was like fuck you guys so i guess that to me what also is just a part of this conversation but again it's like the um in, and this is sort of an intersectional conversation, too, in that, like, uh, especially because she is questionably white, but, like, um, that the the woman, women's rights is also very much, you know, actually, here's the thing I really thought about the other day, is that because once these federal agents came in, not even once, the reason why we're having so much violence from the police departments during these particular protests versus like the women's rights protests or whatever, right? We're seeing way more violence against the protesters by mm-hmm. a long shot mm-hmm. is because the subject matter is black freedom, mm-hmm. right? I think that we agree right. with that. Yes, absolutely. Um, and that uh, it has escalated now, the the police presence, to where the president is sending in federal forces who are not identifying themselves and not following any laws and then detaining people and God knows what else could be down the line on that, right? I would make the argument that 
if you're somebody that's like these rioters and these, you know, black lives, all lives matter. If you're one of those people, I really need you to look at what's happening in Portland and see that this, first of all, most of the people getting detained are white because there's not a lot of black people there. Right. Um, so the white rights are also being infringed upon. And also what is the next step here? You know what I mean? That being said, that is the reason why you all lives matter people need to shut the fuck up and get on the all black lives matter boat because at the end of the day what this has proven to me is that we are only as free as the least free individual Mm. in our country the minute we try to get equal freedoms for everybody and the response is lock them all up it shows us that white people have not been as free as they think they are too are are they more privileged do they have way more privilege a hundred million trillion bazillion percent but they are their freedoms are gonna they'll be taken away quickly if they want to have equality for everybody too Mm -hmm. so again we just are never going to be free until everybody's free in a re- very and it, and I've heard people say that before, but you're seeing it mm-hmm. right now. It's happening. So if you're sitting on the sidelines, if you're listening to this and you're sitting on the sidelines of all these protests and you're sort of like, oh, I don't want to get involved. It doesn't really involve me. Oh, bitch, it, it involves all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, if, mm-hmm. if 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 we can't protect black lives and we can't give equal freedoms, we're all fucked. We're mm-hmm. all fucked. So that's the other thing about this in terms of like p- putting like white bodies at risk too. It's like, yeah, because we're, we're, we have to, like, mm-hmm. we're the ones that like, we're going to get shot at last. Mm-hmm. We're going to get like taken last. Mm-hmm. So we have to be the first to step in and stop it if you can. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of my like grappling with the Athena thing. Right. You know? It's made me reflect on my own personal ways of protesting and understanding where I feel comfortable or what makes me feel not so comfortable. Me understanding my the color of my skin and what privilege, what white privilege, how I can help the protest because of who I am and what what I look like. But as far as getting naked and doing what she did, I I really at the end of the day, I do think that that. It's one of the most brave, not, not I don't want to say brave, but she just like more, more brave. I think that, can we, can we, are we allowed to say, this is where I also just want to like give her a little credit. Are we allowed to say that she was very brave in that moment without having to say she's more brave than that black right, woman? Right, right, You know right. what I mean? And that's where I think the media is fucked up because they're like, well, the media has, they're trying to make they're it They're worshiping be, this, absolutely. this thing. And, yeah. I, and I get And that. that's what I get really grossed out about yes, too, and I, reading all the gross. articles about yeah. that. And it's a lot of white men talking about it, which like is, which also, is also like- also very gross. <laughs> yeah, they're objectifying her and all this sort of thing. But like at the end of the day, I, in that very moment, I I want to, I want to say, well, you know, if she if she saw that happening, say let's just like speculate here. If she saw that happening, and then was overcome, like this mm-hmm. is what I think like would be so amazing, is that she was overcome with with emotion and and knowing the power within her pussy, right, <laughs> whatever right. you know, the magic of a female body. To walk out naked and to, to, you know, part the seas or to whatever, you know, like that is a, that is so powerful. 
Um, and to and then also to look down at my breasts and my vagina right. and and understand the power that is within me. Right, 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 right. It, it gives, like I have chills right now just right. thinking of how much change I can do. Right. You you can do every individual, every individual, yeah. and working together. You know. Right. And I think again, where this gets complicated is like. Is it serving the greater good or not? And that's where we're not sure, really. Right. But I think that that just getting that message from that one right. thing that she did, yes. isn't that worth something? Right. Isn't that worth, you know, is it worth every article in the New LA Times? No, not necessarily. Right. But I think it's too easy to say white privilege. Mm. I just think that that's where I'm not, I can't get on board with that easy write-off mm-hmm. because it really is then undermining the power of an individual woman. Right. Yeah. And also the other thing about it is that like there's I don't want it to be a thing where people are like, I'm going to also be in the spotlight and take over this narrative. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but I think it's like as a white person, it would be kind of cool if you look at that and go, OK, I, I don't want to take over the story, but I want to participate mm-hmm. and I want to do things to like mm-hmm. be able to participate in a listening way, you know, mm-hmm. and also to be honest, if it we're changing, you know, we're the it, she sort of has changed the narrative a little, or we're changing, you're moving this, you know, the conversation is moving away from Black Lives Matter. Well, luckily, we're in a little bit more of an awakened state, so that we can go, oh, we're doing it again, right? Cool, let's like make sure we don't do that. Right. So she's even helped with that story. Line. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or at mm-hmm. least in this conversation we're having. Mm-hmm. So I think that like again, I don't think she's um, she is an individual. I don't think we need to like celebrate more than the black protesters and I don't think we should do that but I think that she really has like captured imaginations in a way yes which is really cool yeah and it's not even her I mean she did it so it's her but I think it's partly it's just the image you know and like that's what you're saying about the art part of it is like that image is going to be part of that experience of what happened in Portland Mm -hmm. but it should not be the first biggest blown up picture it should be the small one in the corner that is surrounded by Mm -hmm. more you know more important well, more important pictures. Mm-hmm. I, but I think also to me, that moment, it is art. And it is like, this is where I get very, very scared of like a dictatorship or like a communist rule of like not not being able to have these images or feel a certain way or be told that you have to feel this way. Like how, how amazing that we're able to celebrate whatever that was but actually have the voice and have the conversations and and to say this made me feel this way that whatever like because I fell down a crazy rabbit hole this this week of like what is martial law can Donald Trump you know it's good that you look that stuff up though I mean in some ways like you should know your rights. you You should you have to know Yeah. yeah you have to know your rights and I mean I don't know but I mean, it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. But, but oh, we have art and we there can never fucking take that away. And I think art <laughs> is and it is also a really good point that like art can also make change. Like so yes. let's say her intention mm-hmm. was performance art. Let's say her full intention was I'm going to do a performance art piece now. Right. And it wasn't like overcome. Like what if it was a planned thing? You know, mm-hmm. it still worked. Right. I mean, I don't know. There's something about that to me that I just can't quite like mm-hmm. just like write off. I mean, mm-hmm. even if it was cheesy ass, like even if you if we met her, this is why I don't want to hear her talk, because if we meet her and she's like really annoying, I'm going to be like, 
God, you just ruined everything. But but if she can just be, you know, anonymous, it just is really. Yeah, it's, it's more powerful of, that yeah, way yeah. or something. And look, maybe I'm hippy dippy and you're like, get the fuck out of here with that nonsense. Like, whatever. OK, you know, you can call me that. You can, you know, that is also a valid way of looking at this whole <laughs> thing. I mean, in even in the New York Times article, she was like, it was weird what she did. And right. Portland is weird and it's right. part of right. whatever. Keep it and weird, all right. Yeah, and I get that there's a lot of connotations with that too. Mm-hmm. So that's not, that is also correct. Oh. I, don't I don't know. Well, I'm glad we saved our convo for the pod because I was going to call you or text you about it and I was like, but you were like, let's, un- I just unpack. Like, this let's is going to be great. Yeah, because yeah. there's so many levels to it. And it's not a, I don't think it's like, has to be a fight. Not that I thought it was going to be a fight, but it, just, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be like, I think she's great and right. you think she's no. terrible. I don't think it's about that. And, and, I don't that's think, why, and I don't think she's perfect. I mean, I definitely don't. I mean. Right. I'm, but know. that's why, I mean, that's why it's good to have these conversations. Yeah. Just keep the convos going and, but then reflect on how, what you can do. Yeah. Can I bring something up that I saw a couple like weeks ago that I sort of wanted to talk about that it's related to this? Yeah. Um, Amanda Seals is just like the mm-hmm. best freaking person on instagram right now and she really just is like drops truth like real clearly and she's i think she's delightful but i know she's polarizing because she's not she's very honest Mm -hmm. about stuff and she had a really good video about whiteness is not a culture and this is what i and i bring this up because of that issue of this woman in the athena position she's they claim she's a person of color but a light-skinned person of color and if she presents as white what does it matter you know not that it doesn't mm-hmm. matter it matters because right. that she brings her experiences and whatever and her her experience with her family those are very important i cannot speak to any of that because i am not i am the whitest woman in the world so i don't want to even really get into biracial whiteness because i cannot speak to that right but um in terms of like whiteness what is whiteness she was just like Listen, people, whiteness is not a culture. Blackness is a culture. Blackness is a culture at in spite of mm. white oppression. Blackness has become a culture probably because, no, I won't say because of white oppression because I don't want to like give white oppression credit for it, but I think the way she says it is perfect, in spite of the oppression. Of. So mm. that you find ways to like have a community. You find ways, even when people tell you, you can't, you can't do that, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't have this, you have nothing. You A culture has grown from that and it's amazing, mm. you know? White people don't have a culture. We, whiteness isn't a culture. Germany, German is a culture. Uh, Irishness is a culture. But this concept of whiteness, like what is that? What is mm. what is it? And it like the kind of like was a little hard for me to hear. It might be hard for you. Maybe our listeners are like really resisting this idea. But really think about like what is it that we are? She was saying like you can't, you should not be proud of your whiteness. You should be proud of yourself as an individual and your accomplishments, but you should not be proud of your whiteness because all whiteness is, is oppressing people that are not white. That is all whiteness has been built on Mm. because it's not a culture. It's not like we're all German and we're like, we're saving German culture. That's not even what's happening in the United States. Although that's terrifying too, especially I picked Germany, which is the whole Nazi (laughs) thing. I didn't even do that on purpose. But But if you really think about it, like, this idea of white supremacy and white power, it's not real. Mm. It's not even a real thing. You're, what you're celib- what's real about it is what you're celebrating is just oppression oh. and oppressing other people. 
Whoa. And that that's why it matters when like you say like when someone says like, you know, pr- black power, pr- black pride, and then someone says white pride, what is there to be proud of? It's right. really scary. Like it's and, and I think people don't think it through necessarily when they say white pride. It's more of like a knee jerk reaction to hearing like they're like, what about me? I want to also be celebrated. But mm-hmm. it's like. But what are you celebrating? Like, you really have to ask yourself what you're celebrating there. And so that has like, and I, and even just like things like I have an old friend who is from a, a, a country in um, South America that like people in her skin is very, very light. She's very white skinned, but she has an accent because she's from a South American country. In the United States, she's not considered white. Mm. But she's in her country, she's very white and she's actually pretty racist <laughs> mm. against people of dark skin color. So when she came here, she's like, what's happening? Like, why am I not being treated the same as you? And I'm like, because we're we like to oppress people that are not like us. Mm. So like, what is whiteness anyway? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. But that I just kind of wanted to share that on the pod, share that with you. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a thing that really hit me hard. I was like, damn, I didn't care about that. Well, a conversation I had actually with a friend of mine uh, last week she's a black woman I've known her in, you know since college and we were talking about the movement and everything and what her perception is of it because she's in the south and always has been um, and she said I don't feel I'm black enough for yeah. this movement right and that hit me hard yeah with just I I mean I I didn't I didn't know I didn't say oh well let me let me tell you as oh, no, I mean we, like, I have no where- answer this is when I just listen and I am here for her as her you know but like that really kind of hit me hard too is that everyone is grappling everyone is in their own journey and in their own place with all this but we're we're all I mean I'm learning so much and just I'm trying to just listen and to to you know be an ally but also I mean there's so much unlearning that I'm doing as totally, well yeah and just unpacking and, unpacking and kind of like reorganizing yeah and I think and to again the this those kinds of issues with like biracial children is something I cannot speak to, but mm-hmm. they're very complex right. because they, a lot of, t- especially I think our generation and older, there's like way more biracial children now, like our fa- our friends are having more biracial children, but there was a and time. And let me say, they are the cutest little babies they're ever. All, they're, they're so cute. Beautiful children. <laughs> oh my God. But like, there's a whole world that we are not, again, right. not capable of really having a conversation about, but where especially like our generation and older like there were not a lot of biracial kids at all so a lot of those kids don't feel like they fit in anywhere so that's like a whole other thing to unpack and then what is their race like what how do we talk about race in those terms and the truth is we're moving into a world where there's going to be more mixing which is great in my opinion Mm -hmm. um but some people are terrified some people are absolutely terrified and some people are terrified some white people are terrified some black people are terrified Mm -hmm. some you know asian people are terrified like some people don't want that mixing at all and it's not just white people but a lot a lot of white people don't want it um but the other thing is i just wanted to throw out another faux pas of mine a big one was a couple um a couple of years ago, I was at a party. I was a little bit drunk. And I was talking to this really <laughs> lovely lady. And we were talking about like race stuff was coming up. Um, I don't remember what specifically because I'm a little drunk. But then something came up where she, I'd been talking to her all night. And I just assumed she was white. And she said something about like, well, my race. And I was like, what race are you? And she's like, I'm Middle Eastern. And I said, I was like, oh, I had no idea. You look so white. Like you're just so white presenting. Wow, you're really white looking. And I kind of kept like saying it. And I'm looking at her face and she just starts to kind of like 
drop. Like I, she's closing down. Mm. She's like not, and I'm like, oh fuck, I did the wrong thing. And I realized, even in that moment, I realized I just like stripped with one label. Mm. I just stripped her of her entire experience in her culture with her family. I stripped her of her identity <laughs> by just mm. being like, you look white. You know, was it's so, that is like, and I think that that's the other thing I wonder about this individual through the Athena thing mm. for people just to be like, well, she looks white. That's so, um, that's also such a flippant way to deal with her because mm. it's like, of course she has privileges because of her. And, and we did, and I did talk a little bit longer with this other girl where she was like, well, my, yes, she's like, I am way more white presenting than like my sister who's like very dark skin. Um, so I know that there's like a different, but then it felt like she was having to explain herself to me and that's not okay. She doesn't have to explain herself to me. Um, so that I just think that that's an important thing too that it it doesn't not matter that this woman who's Athena is identifies as a person of color because we don't know her even her experience is so I think that that's a tricky little thing too where and again cannot really speak to it because I'm just a white girl but I think it's right. that there is something in there but that's what like shook me when you said actually. Uh, actually, before you said somebody act- had sent me a thing like saying that she's actually a person of color, because I I've said I was like, but, you know, this screams white privilege to me. What if this if this person had been black? Like, as we all know, we're learning the statistics. She would have been the outcome probably would have been different. And then a friend of mine was like, what if I tell you she's a person of color? And then you said as well. And I was like, wow, that really that's like on me, on my perception um, and it definitely made me stop and think like before I speak, I need the whole story type of thing, sure. you know, I mean, but, but also that but like, we, we're just, we don't, we still don't know the whole story no, no, and we probably never, and hopefully we never will know, but also that like these things are complicated right. and that we shouldn't just, and, and it's beautiful that they're complicated and that I think that that, that makes me excited really. Mm-hmm. And that also like it begs the question, what is whiteness? Mm-hmm. If you look white, aren't you white? Mm-hmm. Well, no, not necessarily because you have a whole other culture that we don't know. But if you're treated white, I mean, this is again, I don't really know. I don't know because I can't really talk about stuff. But it's really like, what does it mean? What is, Mm -hmm. if whiteness is just about my ability to oppress other people easily or my ability to walk through this world and get what I want when other people can't, that's just an interesting thing. That's mm-hmm. just not, that's an interesting, that's, you know, again, not a culture. Well, Bill Nye has been doing some really cool things on race on TikTok, actually. And he did uh, his explanation recently that went viral this week was that everyone is from Africa and it's all about the pigments in our skin and how we perceive the sun and da 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 Yeah, but the scientists. Yeah, and so it was just like, any any fucking racist. I just want to show them the Bill Nye thing and be like, we're all humans, you fucking moron. You know? No, I know. Totally. And but, it's it's definitely a it's not a um it's definitely like a socially constructed thing to be like, oh, these people are less than and these people are greater than. Right. I'll tell you what though, I was contemplating this idea that like, oh wow, like in the future, like we you know, I have a, a, a black friend, she calls it like the browning of America, where like you mix mm-hmm. more and then everybody kind of becomes the same complexion. So like let's say one day we're all the same kind of like and that's kind of what they are imagine ima- is going to happen, especially mm-hmm. with globalization and stuff. And that is like logically just like genetic. Thing. And I was like, that's not going to solve anything. Then we will find new ways. Right, we'll to find new people. ways. Yeah, we will find unless we have another like 
brain opening like we you know we step to another what is that called not dogma but like another <laughs> utopia <laughs> no but Dimension? like another like you just have like another paradigm you have a paradigm yeah. shift where we all go like oh wait a minute we're actually beings that are not i mean there's a whole other i'm not gonna get all that but <laughs> but the idea that like if we can break some of those like mental like animal chains and become like mm. the next level of being mm-hmm. um and be able to go oh right Mm. Then we'll probably just oppress like dolphins all the time or something. I don't know. I fucking hate dolphins. Yeah, <laughs> that was a jerk. Stupid dolphins. I was always parking in the in the bike lane. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, well, this is enlightening. I mean, again, if anybody heard anything and they're like, "You white ladies, stop talking about this shit." You don't know. <laughs> I, I totally don't know get about. that. And I think yeah. I'm really trying hard to like make sure it's clear to everyone that this is just from my lens and from your lens, Mm -hmm. which is clearly a white lens. And we're just, you're kind of watching us unlearn and unpack. And, Mm -hmm. but I think it's really, really important to have these conversations. I was, I was excited for you to come over for us to unpack all this because obviously you had one perception and I had another. So let's fucking talk about it. That's what we just did. So, and we have zero answers. No no (laughs) answers. answers. (laughs) Zero answers. But maybe you have the answers. So email us at difficultwomenpodcast at gmail.com. You probably don't have the answers either. No, I don't know. Maybe you do. (laughs) Maybe you do. I don't know. If you're Athena, you probably do. Please don't email us if you're Athena. I don't want to (laughs) know. Well, one thing I did want to mention, uh, please join us on Patreon, folks. Yes. We're actually going to be working on our third album yes. now that I'm back in Brooklyn. So exciting. And guess who gets the first listening of it? Our patrons. Yeah. yeah, our patrons. So go on over to Patreon. At, we're, un- we're under Reformed Horse. So check us out over there. Anything else you'd like to add? I just, I just love. Oh, I just also want to say, just real, just wrap up this idea. If everybody's like having a nervous breakdown right now about like what's going on in Portland, one of the cool things was that, um, like last night or something, and this is when we're recording this, people, more people keep joining the protests, and mm-hmm. they're not being scared off by the feds, and that's fucking cool. It is so power so and keep, numbers. Yeah, we just have to keep showing up. Yeah, that's all. Christian girl living in my parents' house. I followed all of their rules. Never once did I make one single mistake. Till that day came when I learned how to masturbate. My care bear, you see, had a button for no. Rubbed up against him, my temperature it rose. The feeling that it gave me made me tingle down there. Life was pretty swell when I was humping that bear. Life was pretty grand. Hardly had to use my hands. Those days won't be forgotten with my little puppet made of cotton. Life was so darn easy, that little bear shirt could please me. Dreamt we'd go to Never Never Land and have a threesome with Peter Pan. But one day I came home and my dear friend was missing. I think my daddy might have seen me all grinding and a kissing. I asked very 
breaking as the garbage truck pulled up. I thought to myself, God damn, what now will I fuck? I whispered very softly, I'll find you again someday. Till then, with my mother's vibe.